Hello and welcome to The Book by Book, a podcast about the odd book or two we've read. I'm your host Scott and I'm not alone, Toby's here too. In this episode we're talking about Stephen King's If It Bleeds. It's going to be a fairly spoiler heavy episode, so if that's okay with you, continue on and I'll see you on the other side. Thousand six hundred push-ups in to a three thousand one hundred push-up month. Oh, nice! Keep your, your that's you're on target. I am on target. Yes. Oh. Well, I've done twenty-five today. No, twenty today. So I've got eighty more to go today. Crikey! Which um, is fine. Sense you know, of tens, you say? It was originally. Um, I'm now up to about twenty-five, twenty, twenty-five, sometimes thirty. Nice. Mm-hmm. So feeling, feeling the gun show. Yeah, sun's out, guns out, all that. Although the sun's nice. never out here, so I uh, don't often get the guns out and uh, but more pistols and guns, to be honest. Spud <laughs> <laughs> uh, guns. Good on you, though. How are you doing? How's your uh, fitness regime? Have you got one at the moment? No, I've, I've always just been really sporadic. Mm. I can sort of hit it, hit it pretty good for a couple of weeks, and then just mm. one interruption would just pull me out. I can sort of, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, swimming is going to be my thing. And, and I love swimming, but it's just that it's been more upheaval than a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I'll do it like, you know, twice a week for a couple right. of weeks and then just stop dead for a couple of months. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But not too, not too bad here. Just sort of plugging in on the edge of spring. Mm. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. We've got spring here too. Apparently, like a couple of days ago, the start of spring. So it's been a lot. It feels like it's been a long time coming, to be honest. Mm. A bit of cold bit of a winter. Long winter one, huh? Yeah. Nice. Indeed. Toby, I have a a sort of a side swipe. No, that's not the right Ooh. Is it sort a of a way? like a non a non inductive intro. Okay. Basically cool. I just I just saw a movie that I just want to rave about. Okay. I just want to tell everyone about because of because of our getting to white. It's called uh Gun Jam. Gun Jam. Gone, gone Jam? I don't know if it's, it's like a South Korean movie. Okay. G-O-N-J-I-A-M, and it's called Haunted Asylum. Um, and where did you see this movie? On Amazon. Okay. Other streaming sites are available. Um, it was sort of recommended by a work friend. In fact, when I tell you the concept, you're going to shrug. And, okay, nothing nothing new under the sun. Don't don't spoiler it, though. No, 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 no. no. As good as you say it is. Uh, uh, but it's just the setup, which is just on the front. And there's almost not many spoilers to have. It's not about mm. that. But it's like um, very POV. It's like from the point of view of like a, a YouTube streamer. Okay. Were, who's sort of like, I'm going to spend the night in, a, in this like haunted ha- house here. Oh, mm-hmm. this is fake. I'm going to go here. And so it's just, it's exactly just that nothing new under the sun, very point mm-hmm. of view. A lot of a lot of the shots are just shots from, from the cameras down. They have like a double GoPro, one on their face one forwards and a couple of yep. security cams. And it's just a small team that go into a haunted asylum. That's it. Arguably, wow. absolutely nothing new, but it's just, it's it plays so much. It just sets a really good atmosphere. Okay. And so I watched it. Just so I could listen to it properly, I watched it quite late. So I watched it on my iPad, which is never ideal, but. Because no. of the nature of the film, that it is sort of like done from like a streamer's point of view, it kind mm-hmm. of lended itself. This is how people would watch it, mm-hmm. and as a result, I could have my big headphones on and have it loud. And when I say loud, it's not 
a particularly like aggressive movie or action no. movie. It's just the tension. So what was loud was just like like the Blair Witch style, like yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. snot, snot <laughs> yeah. into the mic, breathing and atmospherical sounds. But why I wanted to praise it so much is because we've talked about it before. I said like, have, when was the last time you sort of were scared by a book or a movie? Mm. Very rare. And it's not that I was scared, but there was just a couple of scenes that shed genuine shivers down my spine. Wicked. Like my body just <laughs> just did yeah. that thing, yeah. which it hasn't hasn't. I don't think it's done that in year outside of jump scares. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, any bad or good movie can do a jump scare. Yeah, Argu- arguably, let's not get into the nature of jump scares again, Toby. Um, <laughs> it just shed a few hard shivers down my spine, all the way from my like I could feel it go from my feet all the way up to my head. And so, yeah, check it out if you can, if you like that kind of thing. Awesome. Yes, Gone Jam House uh, Haunted Asylum. Asylum. Nice. Mm. Mm. Just to bring it back into books, like uh, I was saying, like that film sent a shiver down my spine and it's not a feeling mm. I've had in years. I was sort of like, not jealous, but like my, my partner just finished reading The Book Thief by Oh, okay, yes. Yeah. Uh, I read it when I first got it years ago and she's just not catching up, but she just, she just finished reading it and she was basically brought to tears. Wow. Which I've, I've sort of, you know, you sort of hear people say it and you don't, mm-hmm. I never thought it was literal. Mm. But no, she sort of shed, she genuinely shed a few tears for the sad ending wow. of this book, which makes it, I absolutely have no memory of it. We're talking well over 10 years ago. I read it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to, I want to be hit that way yeah. <laughs> by, um, uh, by a novel because I don't think I have in a long time. I've been like, I think the, the most emotional I get is like when I'm angered when something happens that's mm-hmm. unfair to a character. Mm. Well, I don't know. We've, we've, I don't know if we've reviewed reviewed it, but the last book that genuinely gave me chills was probably Dana Zawalski's House of Leaves. Oh, okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. That I read that alone in a flat in London, mm. uh, when I've just moved to London, and it was terrifying. It's certainly unsettling. I certainly remember having like I had my dreams. Just mm-hmm. if I had a particularly late night session with that, which I did often. Like my mm-hmm. dreams just being interrupted by it, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was some good amazing book. stuff in there. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, in this, was it the third of the, the four novellas in Stephen King's If It Bleeds, mm-hmm. which, which is his seventy-fifth published book and the eleventh wow. collection of short stories that he's written. Hopefully, hit. If It Bleeds gave you shivers, but we'll find out. A bit later, I guess. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me he's looking really smug with that. Thank you very much. Mm. Uh, I'll just give you a quick synopsis of this the short story, the third one. It's based around Holly Gibney. Is that how you say it, Gibney? Mm-hmm. Do you say that? Yeah? Gibney, yeah. Yeah, Holly Gibney from the Mercedes trilogy, Outsiders, and then this is the fourth iteration of her character. From, yeah, of the Finders Keepers Detective Agency. She is working on a case of a missing dog when she sees footage of a school bombing on TV. But when she tunes in again to the late night report, she realises there's something not quite right about the correspondent who was first on the scene. Soon, she will find that she is not the only one who has suspicions about the reporter. Kind of brief overview. We'll go into a little bit more depth later on. And then we have some... Shall I, just go, shall I go straight into the review roundup, the, the pros and cons? Mm. 
Okay, so Callista, she has a... I have read three of the four novellas from this collection, and I've enjoyed them all. But this is my favourite thus far. I love Holly as a character. I feel you, girl. She seems so fragile, but she is tough inside and capable. She's not your typical hero-type character, and she gets the job done here. Nice. J.D. Barker with another prose. If it bleeds, gives us a welcome glimpse into the life of Holly Gibney, his detective of choice for the 21st century. Alan Pangborn 2.0, for those of us who have been reading his works for a while. The story picks up after the events of The Outsider and answers a question not only for Holly, but us readers. Was the monster in that book alone in the world? I imagine the executive in charge of The Outsider Season 2 over at HBO perked up when this one crossed his or her desk. And then we've got some cons. The Bibliophile blog, which is a really good blog, If It Bleeds was easily the weakest story for me. I did not like it at all. It's too meandering, reads like a more boring version of The Outsider, has too many plot holes, it counts for almost half of this book, and it feels like a short story that got really, really stretched out. To be fair, plenty of other reviewers liked it, but I did not. It seems like King was trying to write a sequel to The Outsider, but there wasn't enough material, so he gave up and turned it into a novella. I didn't find it creepy or interesting. The last half of it is especially boring and nonsensical as Holly Gibney, the main character, cooks up a very poorly conceived plan to deal with the villain of the story. Also, this story is probably better if you have already read The Outsider. Mm. And then David Putnam comes in with a, if it bleeds, hit a sour note for me, a dud. This is the one that kept the book from five star status almost felt like king was writing a new novel lost interest waved his magic wand and called it a novella part of the problem i think is that the conflict wasn't set well enough early enough he didn't catch my attention until the mole showed up which was far too late into the story and then i've got a food for thought as a side note i'm pretty sure donald trump was bashed in at least three of the four schools. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I'm not a supporter, but neither am I a hater. Regardless, I really wish authors would keep their politics to themselves. I see enough of that crap on social media. I don't need it in books I'm reading to escape. Take note, Stephen King, you sexy genius, you. Interesting. I did, Mm because I think when you, I didn't pick it up in the other two but one of your reviews was like, this is bullshit. I'm sick of your, your, exactly. I, That's I why like I, politics push. And this, I didn't put a note of like, oh, there it is. Yeah. Here's the one. Yeah. And it, it, yeah. I mean, it does seem like one, but I guess yeah. it's not sly <laughs> or subtle. It's like, you know. ugh, Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which exactly. I mean, it's going to throw for me because, uh, I guess I saw the outside of TV show. Mm, like Holly, Holly is definitely white in the books. But yeah. she's cast black in the outsider. So, uh, because mm-hmm. I don't know, uh, I just picture her as that actress now. Right. Okay. That's that actress took over. So, there's always a bit of a weird spin when it's like she deals with Jerome, for example, mm. which is not anything King's done wrong. That's just like something yep. that I've latched onto in my head. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, completely. Um, have you, have, you've not seen the Mercedes. Uh, I've saw season one and yep. about two episodes into season two. Is she, and what do you which which of the two iterations do you prefer? 
Uh, it's it's odd because I'm literally seeing the. It's like I've seen the grown up one has grown up as she's going to get. Mm. It's like I've seen the youthful one. I've got to mm. say, they make her more compelling in the HBO one, and I think the actress does mm-hmm. a great job. But I do really like this one. I almost need to finish it to see her go from the strength to the step because this one does a really good job of. I don't know. I guess partly maybe she's playing it too strong, like she gets a bit Boris Gumpish, maybe. Yeah. But I've I've got love for her still. She's yeah. she's really sweet to watch. Um, mm-hmm. I, I always have to remind myself that she is described as being like on the other side of like mid thirties, no? Yeah. But there's a point yeah. there's a point of like she's not a kid and she's she's lost a large chunk of her life to this and that's probably yeah. part of why it's such a joy to see her finally break out. Yeah. So do you do you, are you kind of on board now with my my uh, exuberant nature towards this character? Uh, this has made me look less forward to Holly than more. Mm-hmm. Because I I, cause I would agree with you here. This story doesn't do her justice. I think the outsider and her arc within the first trilogy, Mercedes mm. trilogy, were better. Um, and in this one, it does. I do agree with some of the negative reviews that I've just read out. You know their stance on her and the story within this, and mm. it just doesn't quite chime as well as I'd hoped it would do. But that hasn't lessened my my love for her as a character or what's going to come in Holly. It's made me li- maybe a little bit more apprehensive mm. than maybe I would have been. I just said to our listeners, probably outsiders spoilers are going to yeah. pop up in here. Mm-hmm. Um, which is also a point of something we need to talk about is that it's clearly a direct sequel. There's yes. so much reference to the outsider. Yep. Some are fine, you know. She's writing this letter to Ralph, is it? Yeah, and I really like that. I instantly, mm-hmm. I guess this is sort of like I can't help it, but I just don't think I really like Holly as a central character. I was more excited that she was on the bat talking about Ralph. I was like, oh, cool, we're going to get Ralph back. Mm-hmm. Uh, which we don't. It's all like a. It's just like every third beginning chapter is like a letter to Ralph, like a security mm-hmm. letter. It's basically a mini outsider. It doesn't really belong anywhere. There's, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I was, it was fine to read it. Mm-hmm. I have sort of no hate against it, no ill will or ill love. And I did enjoy it, but I just came out thinking, uh, nothing mm-hmm. new. Yeah. Arguably, we've just we've just as seen, as a lot of people said, like this is just a mini version of it. If you haven't got time for the outsider, just read this. Yeah, um, <laughs> can argue it's her putting it to bed. I was yeah. sort of thinking, was this like a fairly Lord of the Rings fans? Was it called the Scourge of the Shire? Mm. The the end of Lord of the Rings after he's destroyed the ring. After we've had the movie, like Aragorn gets anointed. There's a Fucking two hundred page history of a tree. What happens to that tree after all the events? Uh, Sam and Frodo head back on their own to find that the Shire has been taken over by a dark, mysterious force, and they've been pushed into slave labor. And you're like, "What the hell is going on?" I thought this book was wrapping up, and we've got like this chapter of uh, we have to uncover who it is, and it's more about basically Sam, Sam becoming the boss, and Frodo taking over the seat. But it is like, are you kidding me? Where's this coming from? Yeah. And it, okay. it does I... sort of wrap up some stuff, but it's like, mm-hmm. oof, let's get to the end. And this kind of feels like it could have gone on the end of The Outsider as a, as a little wrap-up yeah. for Holly, yeah. but it was just too big and it was just too much of a something you could easily slip out. 
Yeah, so that's that's exactly. I think you nailed it on the head there. That's exactly for me what the problem with this story is: is that it is a retread of what we've already experienced. I love Holly, and I love Holly investigating new and intriguing supernatural mysteries, or straight up just crime drama, or, mm. or just something new. I don't didn't want another revisit of a similar villain. Just in a different guise, doing different types of crime, and it does borrow heavily from an awful lot of his, some of his more recent novels as well. I, you know, I think there's nods to, feels like there's nods to the the knot. Uh, is it they're not the slip true knot? True knot. I want to say. I think she because she refers to outsider as like a like a vampiric parasite. Uh, yeah, parasite. Mm. Which goes all the let's not get into the library policeman. No. There's some world connecting here, potentially. Yes. yes. I have the exactly. literal thing that can undo it all. I'm shivering, dude. I'm just going to put a jump on real quick. <laughs> yep. No worries. Musical interlude from Toby's voice box. You have arrived at floor number three. Oh, is mine. So there's a lot of theories about is the outsider and this, what do they refer to him as the mole? Mm-hmm. Um, are they offshoots of Pennywise or eggs, yep. eggs or something? But mm-hmm. I, I need to kill it all and say, nope, because mm-hmm. if there's either a continuity error mm-hmm. or he's uh, retroactively backtracked. Because he has probably said this is not it. Because yeah. some people thought it was. But I mean, that would seem pretty obvious to me. That's not. Yeah, this is Pennywise. Right. He has gone mild in his retirement yeah. com- compared to, you know, obviously yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. blowing up schools and killing kids. But, yeah. you know, but I do remember from Mr. Mercedes, they talk about Stephen King's It existing mm-hmm. as a media. Yeah. Like, have you read that story about the clown under the sewer? Because mm-hmm. there's that whole thing with the mask, which sort of, I would say, destroys all theories. Yeah. Th- yeah. Exactly that. But yes. uh, you know, side of it, you could. Uh, I guess there's that that King thing where he can probably get a bit smart, alecky, and clever because uh, I think mm-hmm. it's in the Dark Tower. Like Stephen King is a bit of a character in one of them, I believe. Yes, yeah, yeah, through the wind. Which arguably, and now we're talking a multiverse thing, so suddenly we can yeah. sort of connect everything we want yeah. to if we have the excuse. Yeah. I guess it's a bit of a. Not lazy, but a bit of an easy way to say, ah, it could be because mm-hmm. it's another universe. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. but in that case, we could say it's connected to Gone with the Wind. Mm-hmm. We, can, we can go back <laughs> to the whole multitudes. If if we all contain multitudes, then yeah, how, how deep do these multitudes go? And then if we say, you know, something as ridiculous as, yeah, Gone with the Wind is actually connected to uh, Pennywise the Clown, then it's, <laughs> a, again, a bit nihilist and anything goes, so nothing matters. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah. Um, <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so, do you want to? Do, do, I don't know if we need to go over a brief overview of the story. We've you've set it up quite nicely there. That, that opens with the school bombing, mm. which was quite well realised. I thought it was well written, pretty harrowing. The way the receptionist feels the guilt for everything that's gone on and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, we. I guess we're still getting those reoccurring hints at themes from the Mister Mercedes. The guilt people involved mm-hmm. feel. Mm-hmm. And it it does seem heartbreaking, you know. I, I don't know. This is something you're gonna want to cut out because I'm bringing it far too real and dark. But nope. uh, a couple of years ago, we went to the cinema to watch a string of all the Oscar nominated shorts. Wow, mm. was it dark and depressing? 
turns mm. out like really miserable drama gets not Oscar nominated easily. Right. So when you watch about two hours of them, you just come out going, mm. let's just go to bed. But one of them was sort of infamous because it was a dramatization of the, the sort of abducting and murder of the Jamie Bolger case. Oh, okay. So it's pretty controversial because it, I'm not saying it showed them sympathetic, but it was the point of view of the two abductors. Right. And it didn't show anything. It just showed the abduction and it showed the interviews. Mm. But, um, you know, it definitely made me sort of reread certain stuff about it because I, you know, it was such a, such a big case mm-hmm. growing up. And yeah. there was, uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't really take it in as a kid because I was a bit too young, but there was a woman who stopped them. Okay. Because the baby was crying and it was like, are you two okay? And and she was just like, the kid's just sort of like, yeah, we're just taking him home. He's our little brother. And But she had, she knew something was up because she stopped them and said, they seem to yeah. be young to be looking after a baby. And um, that that guilt that that lady must carry, I don't think it's remotely her fault, but she just no. had this inkling that she didn't want to There was a moment, yeah. And uh, I can't imagine how, so this is probably way too tough for the podcast. No, 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 you're right. But you're that's right, sort right. of where Maybe. we get on with, there's sort of hints of that. Um, yeah. It, it's, it's acting on Mercedes, mm. And all of them have that, like, in some, and Miss Mercedes is like, her car was stolen. Mm. Simple as that. It's nothing to do with her. She didn't leave the key, as we find out. Mm-hmm. But the, the guilt, you know, she can't face up to that. She was even involved, not alone the lack of guilt. Yeah. Or guilt. Um, yeah. And again, in here, like I say, the receptionist is pretty well well realised of not of good if good men do nothing, but that you had a chance that you let slip through no fault of your own, mm-hmm. and it's just a yeah. further. I guess like the outsider, like this, it's like they're trying to spread the grief, and that's like a. What do they say in the outsider? Like um, like the the grief is like a dessert. Like there's not the main meal, but it's like a nice gravy, yeah, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think there there's, there are some really good moments in this story. I, I, I did like Jerome coming back into it and being part of stuff. Mm. I liked I liked the hallway showdown at the end. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I quite enjoyed that, even though it was a bit hammy and it felt small like, to me. Really? Okay. But I knowing that it's a short story, it was like mm. of course it was never going to be like. Gunfire yeah. the OK Corral, but mm-hmm. uh, it just did felt like, okay. And I guess her plan was not dumb, but like, oh, what the hell? Convoluted. Yeah. 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 Convoluted is a great way of putting it. I did some, some of the, one of my favorite moments in this was the, well, the actions that she, looking back on, are pretty stupid, but she puts herself in at risks, harm's risk, whatever you want to, you know. Mm quite frequently throughout this you know meeting up with the person who she's not sure of but it's pretty sure mm. and then flat out accusing them to their face and you're just like what are you doing holly yeah, doesn't she watch game of thrones yeah that was exactly. literally sean bean's undoing he had the he had the info he just yeah. went straight up to her and went i know it's like oh you idiot cool yeah. play your cards a bit Shoot. smart son mm-hmm. and she does that and, and i just think that was maybe a little bit against her character because it does it's not the brightest moving are, are we book. maybe introducing the fact that this is the first time she's been on her own yeah i mean yeah, sort of possibly. but i also feel like in the outsider she was on her own because she was just hired mm. to do a job mm-hmm. no she she ended up with the team mm-hmm. i guess she's with the team i guess she's she's hired to investigate not get involved and then she mm-hmm. thinks so, to be fair and i think I, I guess it does do a good job of setting up that she, a lot of what she does as a detective within Finders Keepers and Jerome and the, 
the other the girl, I can't remember her name, uh, are, are menial tasks. Mm, they're the sister. Yeah, the, yeah, the searching for lost dogs. Mm. That sort of very sort of low-brow detective work that really doesn't involve an awful lot of brain power so that mm. when she does get the bit between the teeth, she probably is over-exuberant and goes full in like a bull in a china shop. But some of those moments were well-written and quite tense, I thought. Yeah, no, I think it sets itself up just fine. Is it? Um, but to, to do a sequel and purposely make it smaller and quieter, yeah. despite the fact that arguably we're dealing with a, actually probably a more powerful, I guess less sinister. Uh-huh. But he shouldn't be, but he is. I guess he he's only really, just the, the mold has only really just started transgressing into hurting people before, yeah. like it, it spent most of its life witnessing and only recently, I think they say it's starting to force the events. Yes, yeah. Which it's I guess is what makes it less sinister, like it's like it's addiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a bit like uh, I guess that not what's that film was um, Nightcrawler, is it? Oh yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, who do he turns up and and then starts to instigate and orchestrate. Mm, just slowly gets more involved in her in his ways to the point of reason mm-hmm. for causing them. Yeah, no, it's a good spot. It's really weird, not weird, but I, again, this is why it sort of drew so many parallels with The Outsider for me, was that once the action's over, there's like a sort of whole bit about how Jerome and his sister, like the story they have to come up with and the mm-hmm. wrap-up to get away from the bed. And uh, there is sort of not necessarily a tie-in, but back at End of Watch, mm-hmm. uh, Hodges and Holly basically are like, okay, the world is just going to think we've gone mad and broken the law because we go have to like the spoilers for that, but, but the, the villain has sort of gone into another body of a respected doctor and they know that's it. Right. So it's like, okay, we just have to take him out, but we're not really going to be able to explain this to anyone that's believable. So there's a good chance we'll just have to be like mental murderers to the world. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. So I guess there's a strange sacrifice. <laughs> yes. Uh, but so, this was my sort of weird time thing. I was reading an interview with the the Russo brothers who directed okay. big, big Marvel movies. And yeah. they're a huge fan of the sort of mock joke channel uh, Cinema Sins, which do everything right. wrong with, in which they sort of jokingly nitpick movies, plot holes, yes. continuity, all sorts of stuff. And because they're a fan, they send this interview that once they finished with the initial script, they went back through, jokingly, but actually doing it, to, to make it Cinema Sins bulletproof. Like, let's right. tie up everything. Anything that could be nitpicked, someone's going to. So let's try and loop that round. But like years later, they said, actually, we feel like, you know, it was fun to do, but we think we took out some of the fun of the film as mm. a result. Mm. I guess if you're a big fan of, uh, what's the name, Jordan Peele? Yes. He he is someone who is like the, the opposite of that. He's like, let's let's hammer in a metaphor that makes the film better, even though, if you start to scratch the surface, it's going to fall apart. apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like this, like, I guess, what do they say? Like his themes overcome his plot and character. Right. And just yeah. in this instance, it works. Anyway, I was going to say, this kind of felt like King did that here. It felt like a very clinical book. Yeah. It didn't, there wasn't much fun to be. And I guess I, because it's on the tales of the outsider and not Mr. Mercedes, for, for all my, whether I liked or not Mr. Mercedes trilogy, they're a bit more fun. Yeah. And then the outsider was like 
very, very serious, not much. Mm. And when I say fun, I was not saying jokes and shits and giggles. I just mean like, for example, The Dark Half is a serious book, but there's a lot of fun to it because of its, yes. yeah, it, yeah, it yeah, sort yeah. of like bites into its ludicrousness and, and you know, yeah. doesn't dive too hard. I guess that's an example of something where he's not going to go too far in explaining what's what and try to tie up, tie up everything and make mm-hmm. it so real worldy. And so this one sort of had that. Because it was so short, I read it in like two or three sittings. It was just more evident how like, I guess I used that word again, like quite clinical it was within its its yeah. story, I suppose. Yeah. It's not necessarily a bad thing because I actually did enjoy The Outsider. It's, it's the one I would like to, I definitely can't be asked, but want to read again. Now mm. I understand Holly more. Maybe I'll yeah. audio book it if, if it ends up cheap sometime. Yeah. No, I, um, I do believe that. So I walked away from this mildly disappointed, oh, but not to the extent that I regret reading it or mm. would recommend reading it. It's definitely part of the canon of Holly. I guess you could argue it doesn't, doesn't fire as well. Yeah, that's it. Like yeah, if you have, if you, if you go from outsider to I, I, I can't imagine the Holly Gibney story being full of laced lines about this novel. Mm-hmm. Maybe no. one about. I took out the outsider and that other little guy in that little story. Mm, yeah. but, you know, like this, there's so many references to the outsider. Obviously, the outsider, but even Mister Mercedes and Bill, mm-hmm. like she's not going to get over him. Not, not, not in a mean way, but just like that's a large part of his life. Yeah, yeah. The way he's, yeah, he's, he's detriment to the to the hell she's grown up as a person, and mm. you know, as I say, I guess if there's a moral, I guess it's that we. I I keep reading about Holly on her own. Holly on her own. Mm-hmm. Holly Gibney, Holly's on her own. She's going to deal with this, this book. Holly's on her own, and there's another outsider. It's like she's not. She's never on her own. She's literally not on her own to the point of her plans come undone because her, her, she's so not on her own that the most attention came from Jerome and his sister trying to be involved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's still yeah. on her own, and they care about her. And I guess it's that irony thing of like she didn't want them involved because she cares about them. Yeah, she tries to be on her own, but they're they're, they're those meddling kids. Kinda, yeah. Which yeah. I guess backtracks to the outsider saying, "You're like me. You're an outsider yeah. a bit." Mm-hmm. She's yeah. forced not to be one, I suppose. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Do you, did you like the characters of Jerome? Yeah, I like him enough for sure. I guess I'm glad. It's a very happy ending again. He's I'm not saying yeah. he's pulling his punches, but the second because he he's the one that almost kick it, didn't they? Yeah, I guess the thing where like Jerome should have had some brain damage, he got whacked mm. with a bar, but that's the way it goes. I, I did know. worry about Jerome for that in that moment, the way it, the way it, it felt like a a final blow at one point. Yeah, like, I thought he could have got me. I did think he was going to die, but it felt like a like Jerome was never the same again. And mm. within six months, he dropped out of university and actually mm-hmm. sort of like fumbled in life for the next few years. Mm-hmm. Like as a result, like, it's, it's very common, I think, for people who are. Like attacks, like just just the the shell shock and the yeah yeah the aftermath of the mentality. Like they've sort of I don't know maybe maybe he keeps bouncing back too much. These guys, considering everything they've been a part of, yeah. But the the potential bombing and Jerome was there when the guy was brained. Mm-hmm. I, I guess finders keepers doesn't really observe them, but certainly end of watch. They they're actually very well rounded kids to go through mm-hmm. that and actually be really smart, conscientious. Without carrying on the education, do you know what I mean? Everyone's, yeah, yeah. no one's slipped into alcoholism or drug addiction. <laughs> no, that's good, good on them. It's funny when you said, like, oh, 
HBO must be like gleaming, but yeah. no, I think it's too no. small. Yeah, no, definitely. Can't, it's just you. really hard to do a follow-up sequel that's smaller, mm-hmm. which is probably. I don't think it, I don't think it would work, is it? Maybe like an like a Christmas a double, special, a double episode. Yeah, it's just a, a one-off Holly one hour, series, a one-hour episode yeah, special. Sure. Really, that's exactly it. Yeah. Where do you, so politics? The food for thought. Do you do we do we do we address that? You know, should politics have a place? in these sorts of novels or should we just should he be leaving his beliefs from the doorstep and just write i guess it comes down to i feel like i'm gonna answer now having done this podcast for a while how how you would have in the past in that uh what's it you said in the past oh in the words about finders keepers like get what you're given and if you don't like it it's fine but shut the hell up (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like it's yes absolutely it's his prerogative if he if that's yeah. what he wants i mean you follow him on twitter he is quite outspoken yes you know, there's hardly anything in there if not, anything they're not political books i mean yes no. he has a jab at you know one of the most famously controversial modern i guess they're all yeah. bloody are these days but like there's just there's just so much out there yeah like okay let's just say this isn't the show for you yeah <laughs> move on yeah you know what i mean yeah exactly I find it hard. I guess I want to talk to someone who can explain a bit. Like HBO just had a cartoon out, I guess aimed at adults, but called Velma. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of okay, yeah. And I haven't watched it. So I'll just say that off the bat. You can say, you haven't watched it, then you've got no opinion. But I, yeah. I have read up some of, not read of the reviews, but you know, the, the zeitgeist means you, I know people's strong yeah. opinion. What I want to say is, okay, so you're a big Scooby-Doo fan? What's mm-hmm. What's the era of Scooby-Doo I should watch that is great? Mm. Or is it all a kid's cartoon and it's like bordering on absolute nonsense? Mm-hmm. Are you literally going, no, no, I'm going to watch the Scooby-Doo I liked back from... Like, I don't get, yeah, I grew up Scooby-Doo and it was fine, but there's nothing that's going to get me watching Scooby-Doo now. Because <laughs> it's like a, a bar on having a kid, you know what I mean? I can't, yeah, 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 yeah. Ernest, watch a Hanna-Barbera cartoon for the plot and the action. Maybe like one out of nostalgia... Mm-hmm. But I'm not watching it like I would a program. So it's very odd that people are up in arms about something. Okay, yeah. it's a bit different because this is an adult show, I suppose. And it's, it's, but I just think, okay, so you've got about 30 years of Scooby Doo and one, one season of something you didn't like. Mm-hmm. You know, let it go. People, I really hate that you ruined my childhood. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Sorry, I'm probably ranting on. No, it doesn't matter. Um, no, you, you, you. I'm just trying to because you were saying I wouldn't watch a Scooby Doo for. Uh, you just wait. Tell me that <laughs> you're going to bring I, up I, the Scooby yeah. Dealer. I think I'm just checking whether it is. Uh, <clears throat> you're going to make me eat my words. Is well, basically, there is a series of the uh, animated series, obviously, of Scooby Doo. I'm pretty sure it's the new adventures of Scooby Doo, mm. or something along. And it's it's amazing. Ran oh, two, no. It ran for two seasons, mm. and the storyline is is just great. It's so good. Stand corrected. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, and it's 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 very sort of meta. Yeah. So it's called uh, the new Scooby Doo mysteries. Maybe that's it. Is that it? That looks like it might be it. Um, and it, it, but it's really clever. It brings in like it's got appearances by Freddy Krueger and 
all this sort of oh, okay meta stuff going on genius so i highly recommend watching I stand that corrected. yeah the pile uh, of face it's, it's really good um i remember thinking watching it I go, i'll give this a go and then i was like four episodes in i was like this is brilliant this is <laughs> so yeah yeah don't don't knock scooby-doo sorry i tangented where no no, no 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 trust me Tangents just separately to mine. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess, how do you feel about Stephen King dropping in politics? So the, here's, where, here's where I come with it. I come from a different perspective in that the, the guy, one of the reviews says, I, I see it enough in the media, I don't need to see it in my escapism. Mm. And I agree with that sentiment. I don't want to be taken out of my escapism mm. to be reminded that there is a shitstorm brewing on the horizon because some guy in power is an absolute dickhead mm. and is using the world as his own sort of play thing. I like, yeah, I guess when I'm, when my, when I'm reading entertainment, I'm that ostrich with his head buried in the sand and that's where I'd like to stay. <laughs> Fair enough. If uh, I want to be more aware of what's going on in the world, then I'll look at the media outlets that are, provide that and that form of knowledge i don't really need to know that trump number plates cause anguish in a world of stephen <laughs> king's mind but so but also you'd like you say it's his prerogative the his words is his book and he can write what the fuck he wants and i can get on and stay on or i can get off and find something completely different i feel like it's going to date it yes like i'm reading it now and say so, uh, yeah, you know you know, mm-hmm. sort of more so than The Shining will be dated, definitely. But saying that aloud, isn't isn't this maybe just uh, a reflection of reading this in the present whilst it's live? Uh, I I can't think of any examples, but I'm pretty sure his old books use a bit of a political backdrop to to set the scene, no, like a reference to Tricky Diggy and his war on drugs or whatever. And if if you think about reading this book in the fir- for the first time in like ten years. Will it not kind of make more sense, maybe? Yes. But, yeah, so it goes. Let me see any notes I might have. I think that was all of them. I didn't have loads. Mm. Oh, I guess, uh, do you feel like this ties in to the collection of novellas? Not that it has to, but it's always nice. Well, uh, within this book? Um, oh, not really. But, I mean... Like, so far, for me, this is the one that stands out. Like, I have, I have had very little notes for this. Yeah. And I don't think that many people do because I had so little uh, yesterday on Friday towards the end of work. I was just sort of scouring um, mm. YouTube for other reviews. I was like, okay, not I'm, many, I'm, is it? I don't really have an angle. So I will see what other people have and I can talk about their angle, whether I agree or not. It frustratingly, that, that shitty, annoying thing of like, I'm not going to spoil it. So I'm just going to say I liked it. And it's like, what? That's, that's, they just, yeah. they just read the back of the book. Yeah. Told me I like it. No spoilers. And th- th- that's a lot of that. Yeah. No, that's a problem I found with trying to make my notes and my beforehand reviews and all that sort of thing. It's just like everything you type in, if it bleeds, you get the novella overall mm. or you get the others. And then the Holly one, they're like, yeah, it's really good. I'm not going to say too much about it. And, and it's Difficult. because that there's not much to read. Much to it. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Mr. Harrigan's phone. Whether you like it or not, there's some fun discussion to be had about what yes. it means. And was it mm-hmm. good? And Life of Chuck, twice or so, you know, mm-hmm. uh, if people seem to have hated it. 
and loved it. It's, this just seems like a sort of most people just sort of nodding. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's their book. There's a beginning, middle, and end. Uh, yeah. There was some tension there. There's some characters. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the, 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 the words are in order. Um, not, not, <laughs> I know you read the sort of people who love it and hate it, but it just feels like a very, I imagine the people who loved it are the ones who, you know, it's just like the clearest story. It's the most, you can sort of turn your brain off on this one. Mm-hmm. I'd agree with that completely. I do think, I do find, here's a thought for you. I find it a shame that the title of the book is based around a, a news approach to the news is if it bleeds, it leads, mm. which is the original saying. Mm-hmm. And news is predominantly made up of negative tales and people don't want to hear the good stuff. They just want to hear the negative stuff. Mm. It's very little positivity in the world. And I find it a shame that that is a representation of the human race, I guess. I guess so. I mean, that's more of a corporate side, no? Mm. If you look at uh, Facebook and the way that, if you could take TikTok, um, Instagram Reels, and Facebook's shorts, mm-hmm. there is a distinct style and approach to each one of them. TikTok is a, a very sort of, it's quite jovial. There's a lot of positivity and sexualization mm-hmm. in there. Then there's, you've got, Instagram Reels, which kind of is a bit of both, but but, but, but a lot more lighter, and there isn't as much sexualization. I'm not sure that is. Is that what their version of TikTok is? Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Okay. Yeah. And then you've got Facebook's versions of it, which is just, it's, you come away feeling dirty. It's a lot of just really grim people fighting, people arguing. But because I'm on the YouTube one a bit. And mm. I, if I finish watching a couple of the same, the algorithm the algorithm is changing like by the minute. Yes, I'll watch like one calligraphy one to the end. Yeah, and, I, and then there'll be more. And if I watch them, it's like I'm just getting like calligraphy ones all day mm-hmm. every day. So is, is there a chance that when you're on Facebook, you're drawn towards the darker ones, and the algorithms are feeding you? I'm, I but I literally don't have a choice. I don't think with the Facebook mm. ones. It is here's a dark one. Here's a dark one. Here's a less dark one. Here's another dark one. Like, oh, God, I have. I literally spend, I don't know, 10 minutes at most on Facebook mm. a week. And it just, it's a, it's a cesspit mm. of horrid. Um, yeah, so I don't know where I was going with that. But it's just, yeah, I find it a shame that if it bleeds, it leads. It's even a saying in this world. Mm. Yes. Yeah, no news like bad news. Uh-huh. Do you think this is the commentary of this book? Yeah, possibly. Sort of, I guess. Well, mm-hmm. you know what? It's like a sort of play double entendre. Mm, consumption of media and... Yeah, because I guess there is the comment of her watching, like, is it Judge Judy or... or mm-hmm. Like, it starts and ends of her watching um, some sort of fictionalised reality TV show, Judge mm-hmm. thing, and those things are never happy. Those things are always no. contrived and happy. Uh, I guess for me, the thing that would tie it in, if if I had to argue it, was she has a a, a story with her uncle slipping into like hard Alzheimer's mm-hmm. that she's sort of dealing with in her personal side. And I guess like the other two, is it's it's Everton King is just contemplating like his death. End game. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Uh, let's hope he's healthy and got a, got a good innings even from yeah. now. Will he make the big one zero zero with book count? 
still that would be amazing but mm-hmm. at about three a year two a year it's done yeah year. this is the is this is the only year where he's got one on the horizon can't think of any others he's he didn't open with it he didn't open the year with a release and holly isn't out until september so mm. Mm. i bet he's gonna be trunk novels that could be possibly yeah. released yeah if someone can find them yeah no, exactly and so where do you uh where do you stand on your not apprehension or excitement for the new Holly book. Because I'm, I'm still very, very excited. It's just going to be more of the same. Right. Because having read Outsider and the three, you know, I just, I don't have, I, I've got nothing wrong with Holly, but this for me was like, here's why she should be a lead character. Mm. I think maybe Stephen King's too precious of her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I had no real fear for her. No. It was just, I don't know. It wasn't jolly, but I think, like I said at the end of um, end of watch, was like I kind of feel like her. The big bulk of her heartbreaking story was done in in the first novel, and ever since then, yep. since she made like a big leap, and now it's slow crawling, and that whole, you know, now she's dealing it with a, on her own. Like I said, it's mm-hmm. like, kind of had that with the outsider was like she's not even on yeah. her own. She's leading. She's leading the charge. Yeah, you know when she's like this sinister wasn't bigger. Than anything she's dealt with before. Nope. The so why is this nope. her big test? Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's what I'm hoping for. That this book will be her big test. I feel like the outsider was not really her big test. It was more of a test for everybody involved, and she was brought in halfway through and became a larger part of it. It was like the magical woman who has to get everyone else to believe. She was. Like yeah, the yeah. Woman. But I'm hoping that this Holly which comes out on September 5th, will be not her, not her last hurrah necessarily, but a really good meaty novel in which she's her character arc is pushed even further and taken to new realms. I don't know how he's going to do that um, or which directory that's going, trajectory that's going to take, but that's what I'm hoping for the novel. Mm. Uh, the the, the setup, uh, just that she's up against what seems like two professors so very intellectual and intelligent people that have okay. been getting away with some form of crime or something. Mm. Um, what that is, whether it has supernatural elements, I have no idea. The cover, from what I've seen, gives it kind of a psycho feel. Mm, yeah, I saw that. I um, guess, I, do I want a big, expanding, like, open-world, James Bond-style, like, she's in different locations, she's travelling, mm-hmm. she's, she's like... The police have turned on her and she's on the run and she has to solve it on herself. Or do I want an intimate, like, it's almost like this one, like it's set between like her house and she's taken an afternoon class and it's just a very small, intimate setting mm-hmm. that's more personal to her somehow. Or big themes, big themes and big locations and big budget. Yeah, I'd like, I'd like a uh, Holly Gibney goes to a house that's been taken over by these two professors and it's some years down the line and it turns out that in the back garden there's a shed and at the bottom of the shed is a flight of stairs that takes oh, you to... Oh, you've got to tie in. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm all here for that. Let's go take Holly Gibney to the fairy tale land. There's a kid who has a magical phone that he can text the dead. <laughs> uh, yeah. To be seen, 
Uh, mm. But we also have Rat to go, I believe. Yes, Rat is the last one. Leads. Unfortunately, I know a little bit more about it than I'd like to, but I don't know any giveaways just because I said I was listening mm. to those. I was trying to find reviews on If It Bleeds, but obviously being the title of the whole collection, it was yeah. people doing a whole overview. But I'm excited by it. It sounds cool. Yep. It sounds like my alley. It sounds, you know, very old school King, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if there is a particular setting. I guess I know it's about another writer. Mm-hmm. Secret uh, window, secret. Oh, God, yeah. Well, and every other one he's ever written. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, uh, oh, well, I won't say anything. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a short one. Yeah, it's very I short. I mean, yeah. Okay. Well, listeners, uh, Toby, do you still check our email? Have, have you checked our email? I haven't, no. I haven't looked for a while. Well, well if you have emailed us. Um, hmm. We will get back to you. you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let us know what you think of If It Bleeds, Within This It Bleeds, and any of the rest of them. Yeah. Please do. Thank you for listening. Are you looking forward to Holly Gibney? Hey, we're going to wrap it up around there. I want to thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed. Join us again next episode. And until then, support your local bookstores and have a great day.